We're back. It's another episode of those good old-fashioned values, and we are once again talking about American Dad. This week, we've got a special guest joining us. It is uh, one of my favorite people on Twitter, Rob at CatholicDad420. Rob, how are you doing? I'm great, guys. How are you? I'm better. (laughs) (laughs) Great. Uh, So, Rob, I guess, do you have any history with American Dad? Um, Only a little. I mean, the big show for me growing up was always Family Guy. Like, everyone in elementary school would always talk about it. It was like the taboo, like the grown-up show that it was, like, cool to watch. And that, by proxy, made American Dad cool. Like, I've seen a few episodes before. This is my first time, like, watching it, like, in an extended format, basically. Mm. Okay. Well, what are your thoughts? Weird fucking show. I mean, (laughs) I mean, by the premise and, like... The time it came out, I would assume that it was at one point like political, right? Like an all in the family yes. thing. A little bit. Very, yeah. very. Okay. First three seasons were mostly that. And now it's Gotta just like, fairly it's like surreal almost. I mean, it's like Dadaist, how little it makes sense. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. like good family guy. <laughs> that is surreal. Yeah. So the main three of us, we really, really liked a couple seasons. And now we're starting to worry if this show is starting to slide off a decent amount. So I'm just going to go around. I enjoyed this season, but what do you two think? Well, I'm not going to say this was the best season of American Dad. I I didn't dislike last season. I thought it was all right. I would say this season is like a modest step up, but still not like peak. Like the the best episodes of this season are like A minus B plus, where it's like, it's still like, okay, I'm still enjoying this show. This is still the characters and stuff I like, but it's... It's not quite at the peak, but it is at least a step in the right direction compared to last season, I would say. At least a little bit. Mm. Yeah. I I don't know if I could make the argument that this is, like, on the whole, uh, significantly funnier than, like, an equivalent era season of Family Guy. But there's something about it, and I think it's maybe, like, the lesser reliance on cutaways or the more... You know that the the factors that we've talked about before, like, uh... Like, like the... It's... It's, uh focus on storyline above uh you know joke that you know in kind of opposition to family guy that i think the whole season kind of holds together better than than Mm. an equivalent family guy season even if i think the joke writing is probably about on par yeah yeah Yeah, i feel like this season had a ton of little like not storylines but like little referent callbacks to individual episodes from earlier on the show for like one or two scenes like a bunch of the James Bond like, one confused me. I don't know. Like I'm glad I I like that episode, but it is weird that it took them eight, like four seasons, yeah. four or five seasons to make a sequel episode. Like it yeah. feels like it was the like, first one that long before this. Yeah. Yes, the first yeah, one was it's season a four. Episode. Yeah. It's, it's... Oh, you meant long like ago? Yeah. It yeah. Was, like four seasons before. Yeah. No, uh, Rob. <laughs> Could you elaborate on why you found it confusing? Were you just, like, not expecting to randomly be dropped into a James Bond episode? Honestly, I think that episode might have been one of my least favorites. Um, especially because they, every minute they found an excuse to say Black Villain. Which I guess is the name of the villain in this right. episode. And, like, probably a parody of, like, the live or let die, like, Jamaican uh, villains from that James Bond movie. Just, like, mm. yeah, low 
joke ratio. I wasn't really invested in this, and it like it starts with like Francine being like brutally murdered. I don't know. I just it wasn't <laughs> oh, wasn't one of my favorite episodes. Yeah. Oh, they're definitely doing the um, George Lazenby thing there with her just being brutally murdered. I had a I had a few overarching things to talk about the season for the first half of this episode, and that's um last time we talked about American Dad, we talked about how there we seem to notice like budget issues creeping in. Right. Due to declining ratings. It's a cheap looking show. I mean, that's something it shares with Family Guy is it's very flat looking. Yeah. Yeah. I was noticing really egregious stuff this season. Like there's an episode, uh, I I forget which one, where there's just like a two or three minute like clip show type of thing that happens. Right. Yeah. Roger episode, which I I think if we, I don't know that we're going to talk about that, that this episode, but. I, I think that it served what they were going for in the episode, but like, yeah, I, I could clear, I could easily see that as like an, an excuse to pad out uh, the number of shots they had to animate or whatever. Well, I, th- I think it's it's worth noting, you know, we we've been talking about this transition for a while, but the next season, technically the next two, but the one of the seasons is only three episodes is the last Fox season. After that, the show moves on to TBS, so there just definitely Fox is is losing patience with the show. It, I'm right. glad. On some level, it didn't get canceled, but, you know, it's... Mm. No, it's definitely, it's definitely, like, the, I think, probably, well, I mean, Cleveland Show wasn't all that well-received either, but I think it's kind of, like, the middle child of the... Yeah, definitely. McFarlane uh, uh, oeuvre, and you can definitely see that in how, yeah. like, it was, it was received. Yeah. I'm, I'm, like, I shocked also... it's still going. Yeah. It's, like, yeah. 16 years No, it's years crazy. It's been... Well, because they moved it over to TBS. Yeah. Yeah, I managed to survive over there. Yeah. I mean, it lasted it's... longer than Futurama did on Comedy Central. <laughs> I'm trying to imagine the type of person for whom new American Dad is still like appointment viewing. You're looking I at mean, that's just, that kind of boggles my mind a little bit. Uh, us and The Weekend, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> oh, is he? Yeah, he's I mean, a, he's... He was on. Yeah, he wrote a few episodes, I think. Yeah, that's funny. That's yeah, a, no, that's... it's... It... He's the film bro I, I pop can't star imagine the and loves American Dad. That great. Well, here, I'm looking on the wikipedia and it, it's also that like this is season nine <laughs> this is this is the twilight years of most shows you know like it's yeah it's not surprising that like fox in general is starting to get a little tired of it just because like yeah most shows don't make it to season yeah nine. this was i think this was right around the time the cleveland show was getting canceled too so it, it's it's not a good time for the McFarlane universe. Yeah, Fox was doing some purging. I think, like, you could, <laughs> they were bringing in new blood, they were getting out old blood, animation <laughs> domination was changing. Yeah. Not to, not, okay, not to do our job early, but I'm looking at, I'm looking through the seasons right now. I want you to guess what the average, uh, viewer, what, what the average viewer in w- millions is sitting around the current season. For 500,000? 10? 1.5. Andy's closest. The average is sitting at about 0.64 million. Ooh. Ooh. Sheesh. Jesus. I mean, it's yeah. basic cable, so I can't, like, again, TV right. is, is done. Like, Family Guy's only getting 3 million, so, like, you know. It, right. Uh, it, so, but it's like, It's yeah. just funny, because you, you can see, literally, like, I'm looking through, you can see the drop from Fox, where at its lowest, it's at about 3 million per episode. 
Like, even in that three-episode season, there was, like, two and a half million, and then immediately it drops to highest is, like, 1.05 million. Jeez. I guess, well, I mean, right. I guess yeah. that is just, the, like, part of that might just Which, be the difference yeah. between even be- between basic cable and TV. Exactly. Yeah, and it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, TBS is not drawing in the viewer base of Fox because everyone's TV has Fox, but you have to pay extra for TBS. Like, that's not surprising. It's just funny to watch. Like, it's an immediate drop. And then, and then it literally, like, every season it goes down by about point, like, it goes down by about 10,000 viewers every season. It's very oh funny. Shout um, out to, to us, B. Man, in, like, in, like, 10 years, we could be the only people in the world watching American Dad. Hell yeah. That would be amazing. Yeah. I would love to be sitting around my house, 34 years old, being the one viewer of American Dad. You guys are doing important <laughs> anthropological work. But you, no, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, that is what this show is all about: watching things that people don't want to watch. Yeah. Uh, but also, it's it's just like like any show being like the only like one of like a couple thousand that views it. That's like very funny to me, like inherently. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. I had an overarching thing to talk. Another overarching thing to talk about this season. So I liked it, but I was starting to wonder: is this show becoming? too family guy-ish a little bit that's it's creeping in for sure like um part of that might be we talk about the ratings are plummeting so they're trying to hold the attention of the family guy audience since i guess fox is right about animation domination where if like all they need is just one of those shows to draw in viewers and like the other will just get it because you're like drunk on the couch but no i do feel like this show is becoming more reliant on like cutaways and like random shit and the thing thing about animation domination is that you're right about that but it doesn't work when they're all lost leaders yeah (laughs) yeah Uh, this was around the time bob's burgers was like becoming big right and yes then... which fun fact seth is very bitter about bob yeah burgers. he hates bob yes burgers. A very different direction for fox yeah it's like the yeah. start of the like nice core era you know where things are a little more wholesome all that edgy yeah, shit is dying I mean, out and i can see like if the consensus of the you know mcfarland mean street combined with like pretty pretty lazy uh modern day simpsons was was not going strong like i could see fox's decision to totally pivot into a new direction but like yeah it is it's night and day between the two i i i will say this does have though a lot of episodes i did like in the back half no, and, like the sure. good episodes are definitely like as good as the i'm not as good but at least like almost as good as the best episodes of previous seasons yeah i think hmm. it, i think this is better than last season for sure um, yes. Which we, we had a lot of the same complaints about. And I think, like, they're still here this season, but they've toned down a bit. And they have more good episodes, I think. Yeah. But, yeah. but yeah, I mean, like, it's definitely, like, we are sensing, I think, a pattern that is really recognizable in hindsight. But, like, yeah, I, I think that they, they fixed it to a degree this season. It's just, like... We know, we know that the ship is sinking. Yeah, you know? yeah, they, they they've plugged up the hole, but they plugged it up kind of badly. <laughs> Rob, <laughs> it's, Rob, uh, you're you don't have the intensive background that we have on American yeah. Dad, and so Seth I was going to ask you, general. did you have any like overarching problems with the season aside from having mm-hmm. to watch all of it in a few days? I mean, honestly, it, it was like I I can see why this show still has some amount of viewership because it was just like taking my brain out and like just unplugging for like however long the episode is like it, it was a show that mm. i had no problem just scrolling on my phone while watching and yeah. peeking up and being like yeah. yeah i get it 
Right. <laughs> so I appreciate that's, that. That's the appeal of the Seth MacFarlane show at its pitch. Just a thing you can you can watch in the background and occasionally get some really good laughs out of. Um, yeah, it's like, it's lazy, but at the same time, I will catch myself getting a big laugh out of it every couple minutes or so. Yeah, no, it, it's it's a, it's ahead of its time. It's a, it's a TV show for the smartphone era where every TV, every TV show now is made for people who are just watching it in the background. Well, I mean, this is 2012 to 2013. We have now entered the smartphone era, so, you know. Yeah, right. but even then, Family Guy and American Dad were doing that. I think even before this, so, yeah. That was definitely, but, like, the, the arrow, like, when I was watching Family Guy the most, like, middle school, 2012, 2013, I would definitely just, so like... right now. Oh, wow. <laughs> I would definitely just That's go when... on my phone and then, like, barely pay attention to the episode and still love it. Yeah, on my iPod Touch. Wow, yes, my iPod Touch. So, so, wow, you're saying these shows are so much better when you don't have to think about them? Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. We, no. I mean, I know I've talked about it before, but like there was a solid year or two period there where I, the only thing I had on my iPod was um, Nine Gag, uh, a, a, the audio of a uh, fuck. Who's the ventriloquist guy that we all hate? Jeff Dunham. Jeff Dunham. Yeah, the the audio like album of a Jeff Dunham special and the uh, 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 Family Guy Star Wars episodes. Yeah. If we Sorry, ever, I, my brain's so bad today. If we ever fucking run out of things to talk about, Jeff Dunham would be a fitting thing on this show because he does kind of have like the energy of a good old fashioned values show. Like, like that that whole era. It's yeah. like there's a lot of stuff that fits into you guys' oeuvre of like post Bush yeah, election, like offensive quote unquote comedy. Yeah, if Ty ever wants us to review a musical, I guess Avenue or a theater thing, I guess we could do Avenue Q since that. That actually fits. be very fun. Yeah. Yeah. I genuinely I, I mean, like Avenue If we were horny. going for that, I would book of Mormon more probably. But no, that'd be cool. But yeah, yeah. Um, sorry, we don't really have much to say. But uh, th- again, there are there are good. Uh, anything yeah. you want to say about like the characters? Uh, just... Yeah, I'll let Rob lead off with the characters. Yeah. With any that stuck out? Why the fuck do they still keep around Roger? <laughs> like holy shit! <laughs> He's just straight up evil this season. Yeah, he, the first did, episode of the season, he around? like skins he like skins jeff and like basically almost rapes Haley. he's like fucking yeah. evil this season. and they're supposed to make us feel sad when he's getting supposed to go back no. to his home planet he doesn't learn Gosh, anything either evil. he just sacrifices that guy and just avoids <laughs> any responsibilities so. well it, it, it's because you don't really get a, a good sense for all the smiths but like all of the smiths themselves are also evil bad people just not nearly as much as roger so it's like okay he fits in with them uh like there is i think an episode where like forget which season it is where like while steve is having his good like i learned a positive thing moral at the end of the episode he does it after walking out of a burning building living leaving people to just yes. fucking die the donuts uh, the donut shop yes that's just they're all yeah they're they're all bad people but i also think that like trying to examine this through like a i guess intertextual like like reason for why they keep around it's like they keep him around because he generates plots and he has like a sufficiently different dynamic from the rest of the smith family he's like like the only character memorable on the show (laughs) <laughs> yeah, kind of. He's, he's certainly the, the he's most. He's the most people. for sure. Him and Francine, I think. Although Francine, this isn't her best season. No, Francine. It's not. I actually, yeah. I Francine. she became my favorite character pretty quickly. She rules. She she is yeah. objectively, I think, the best member of the Smith family. But like the uh, previous seasons have been better for Francine. Yeah, um, previous seasons she is like consistently the high point of the show. Whereas here she's just quite solid. She's good. 
but yeah, yeah it's it's less. There's they less. Don't let her be she was the most recognizably aged. human to me. That's that's the Drew yeah. thing. Also, you know, Ty, you know, you you tweeted a few weeks ago how like. Seth MacFarlane is definitely upset that uh, he is not the best singer of the show. And, and there's a lot of uh, uptake in musical numbers. And you could definitely tell that, yeah, Steve's voice actor is the best voice actor on the show. Like, no, See, Oh, I that Boys 12 uh, musical number is, like, great. He's the best singer on the show. I honestly don't know if I would say Scott Grimes is the best voice actor. On the oh, show. not voice actor. Just singer. Singer. Yeah, um, he's the best singer. Like, by, I mean, he, he, he's a professional singer, like, before he's an actor. But um, Seth is the, the best voice actor. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, that's, I, I don't think, a, a point of contention. But, no, I mean, and I, I was joking. I don't think Seth is actually, like, that upset about it. But, like, no, I, they, they, one thing that the show does that I love, I think, I mean, I, I think it's a good thing. But I think because I have a background in musical theater, it's something that I appreciate, like, maybe more than the average tv watchers like how how much space they do make for steve to sing because yeah. because scott grimes is like legitimately very talented and it's i mean there's a reason musicals still exist and it's because having a space to like change up how you i guess convey information to the audience is like both novel and it allows you to get away with stuff that like just plain dialogue sometimes wouldn't Mm. um yeah. yeah like i i also like a lot of the bits where it's like even outside the musical numbers where steve's just like singing just just yeah for like a random like cutaway or scene yeah because he's, yeah, he's just always... like an ex- steve smith is the most soy character that has ever lived and i love him yeah they really lean into with steve they really lean into the whole that he's just like an absolute bitch this season he's just <laughs> i love him i love like, whiny constantly steve. crying and <laughs> Just every time something happens, he just starts crying or doing that like wail. He's all Spencer. I'm just happy to get to get proper representation on. Oh, TV. one you thing about Steve. Team. What's up with that Oedipal shit where they keep trying to make him like want to fuck his mom? Was that uh, in previous seasons? That is, a, recurring thing in that is a, a Seth MacFarlane recurring thing. There are a wow. lot of incest in his shows. And, and the, a lot of it does make sense when you realize that Haley, uh, the, the sister on the show, for those who are somehow just joining us, uh, is voiced by Rachel McFarlane, his sister. Uh, Seth, listen, I'm not cast. We've cast plenty of aspersions about Seth McFarlane, but the amount of sexual situations his characters get in with his sister's character is, I think, something to keep an eye on. <laughs> Um, as, as maybe a, a formative. It is a bit of a trend. Piece. <laughs> yeah. Definitely worth paying Piece attention of this to. Tradition of his, yeah. Seth MacFarlane's gay unless it involves incest with his sister specifically. That is exactly what Seth we're Macfar- saying. <laughs> Seth MacFarlane is a gay incest pedophile. So, I thought we weren't casting aspersions. No, I'm evil. Oh, so you're saying he's like an, a Hollywood liberal. Yo, Andy's evil too. Both of you uh, are fired. So, um, we're evil. Another thing that I like, uh, this is a side thing that I like. is I've um, slept for 17 hours in the past day. <laughs> I can tell. One thing that I've noticed about uh, that I always like is when Francine like occasionally slips into AAVE. But Wendy Shell oh, yeah. doesn't even that whole episode where she was like in blackface as like a clone. Yeah, yeah. Wendy Wendy Shaw is like the epitome of y'all finning too. Yeah. <laughs> she but like when she like does AAVE, but she doesn't modulate her voice at all. So yeah. it's just like y'all crackers finning to get get <laughs> jiggy with it or something. 
Also, Rob, I just remembered something. To go back to the inc- weird incest stuff between Steve and Francine, it gets way crazier. Like, in one of the more recent TBS season, there is literally an episode where Steve gets addicted to Francine's breast milk. That's- there's, a, there's a song, which is one of, I think, my favorite things that American Dad's ever done, uh, where Steve is basically chastising in song Stan for, for, like, cheating on Francine, and the entire thing is just him describing how hot Francine is. That's really good. That's <laughs> There's a-, a line that literally says, damn, that's my mama. Ooh, if she wasn't my mama. <laughs> God, that I cannot wait to get to that episode. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah, so, um, the incest is, I think, a, a, a fundamental piece of not, I mean, I think this show is where he goes hardest in the paint yes. with it, but I think all of Seth's shows have that as, like, a piece of their DNA. I don't yeah. know. There's been a lot of scenes in Family Guy episodes where it's like, yeah, Chris and Meg are just fucking. Just, yeah. They just do that. Yeah, that's some, that's something I never really noticed as a noticed as a kid, but yeah, that that is a, they, they are just straight up having sex in Family Guy. Yeah. <laughs> the most disgusting sex in the world. Fucking yeah. big Christmas. Jesus Christ. <laughs> anyway, you guys want to talk about the episodes? Yo, Seth is also evil. You need to he's, he's a crazy-ass, evil, you know, New England white boy. He's a crazy-ass, evil, he's a crazy-ass, evil bisexual. Spencer, you started this shit. You can't be mad when it comes around back at you. No, no I can. I can. I can. <laughs> Maybe uh, make good bits, then. Yeah. <laughs> Andy, uh, Andy, and if you even tried to make a bit singular, you would need like a fucking whiteboard. <laughs> Correct. God is ass. God is ass. <laughs> Look, okay. how, how, how's the saying go? You don't miss any all the shots you don't take. Um, um, Something like that. Yeah, you you miss every shot you take. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's, okay. I feel like if I'm you a, take a shot, you cannot miss. I feel like I'm locked in a house. Shots fired, don't miss. That's how it goes. Spencer, Spencer's like, yo, all my all my co-hosts are demons. Okay, so do we have anything else more broadly to say about this season? Jesus Christ. I mean, not really. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I think that a lot of it is a continuation of the trends that we got in season eight, which, I mean, some are good, some are bad. Um, I, I think it's largely like pulling, pulling up in... I think what we kind of recognize the dive of season eight to be, but all in all, it stays pretty, it's, it's think, pretty consistent g- with. It's pretty good, but with like an asterisk. Sure. Yeah. It's like a pretty good bag of chips. Like a, not very fulfilling, honestly, but fun mm. in the moment. Yeah. And filled with air. Am I right? Absolutely. My, my chip fans know what, what TF I'm talking about. Only the real chip eaters. <laughs> Only the real chip heads know. All right. Yo, I'm f- I'm finning to suck out all of the nitrogen from that bag of lays. <laughs> God. All right. See you in the back half. I'm gonna get a cup of coffee to make it feel like I'm not fucking dying anymore. Are you actually leaving, Spencer? Okay.
Diving deep into a handful of episodes. I guess I'll just get this out of the way now since I didn't mention this. We're doing the Jeff episodes in a bonus episode if, if you're yeah. wondering why we're not talking about them. Yeah, the Jeff, we're, yeah. we're going to handle the Jeff episodes in a later bonus. But um, yeah. for just now. Just because they, they are enough of their own storyline that I, I think, yeah, Andy, Andy came up with the idea. But I think it does make sense to handle them as if they are something separate from yeah. like the show proper. But we're going to, we are doing, uh, we're going to start with. Can I be frank with you? This is the episode that um finds like Stan hanging out with the guys all the time, so Francine needs to pretend to be a guy to join in with them. The other the B plot finds Steve joining a boy band and just yeah. that. To quote uh Patrick uh, uh of uh <laughs> fucking Pot About List on, on Twitter, F beer five, I'm not gay, but if you were a chick you'd be my wife, no cap. Uh that's the plot <laughs> of this episode. Yeah. Yeah. I it's I think more than a lot of the stuff in the season, it's a rare miss, mostly because, I mean, one, the whole get it, men are, men are kind of gross, you know, pigs is kind of played out. And, and two, the mix that they get on Wendy Shaw's voice is, is never clicks. It sounds a little too much like auto-tune and not enough like an actual male voice. I think that's that, kind of what they were going that's kind of the for, point, but I ended up not liking it. Like it. Maybe, but it put... If that was their intention, I think they were not... Uh, I don't think they went about it the right way because it pulled me out of the episode the whole time. That's fair. Um, Another thing yeah. I found kind of like like an easy target was just like half the jokes were like, oh, guys hanging out and being gay together. Like, look, look at they the fart, angle. Yeah. It's, like, it's like a blowjob yeah. almost, uh, you know. I, I want to yeah. say that I, I was watching this down in the basement and, you know, like early on in the episode, they set up that if you ever need to diffuse tension with a group of guys, just rip a fart. But <laughs> what is that's it? That true. was set up earlier. Yeah, that's not true. If you want to get a bunch of guys mad at you, then <laughs> yeah. do that. Hey, but... I, hey, I'm about to make this room smell bad for half an hour. Are you guys cool with that? Oh, yeah. we love it. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, it's yeah. very, it's a very silly, like, I don't know. I think it's, it's like a boomer thing. Like, I think it's like my experience is that yeah, it's a boomer thing. But I'll, yeah, my experience is like I think on the whole, men are less gross than women. Like yeah. in my experience, absolutely. Like I, I think that if you like men want nothing more than to be like a little fancy boy in a sailor suit, like you know, in their spotless stainless steel bathroom. Men are terrified like, of their own bodies. They hate it. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, oh, I, yeah I think it's, it's it, I think it's just a boomer like 
thing, like, where they just... It's the same instinct that makes them just, like, stand right next to each other at urinals or something. Is I don't it a know. Boom- <laughs> well, well, is it a boomer thing, or is it an extremely juvenile lazy? I don't know, like... What's it, the difference? Yeah, I mean, I guess that's fair. No, but to continue, I wanted to say, they set that up, and then Angie Angie was upstairs and walked down while I was watching the episode and just stayed on for a little bit, and then, like, the first thing that they saw was the joke where Stan just, like, rips an enormous fart that lasts, like, 30 seconds, and I was just sitting very very quietly, just like, I'm so sorry. (laughs) I've seen you watch worse. She has, but, like, I was, every time, like, it it hurts more because I've said to, I've said to them that this this show is good. Yeah. It's also, I think there's something psychically damaging about the idea of, like, not only am I watching this, but my job is watching this. Yeah. And that your partner walks down and sees, like, the worst joke of the episode. Yeah. Though I will say that recovered when, at the ending, when uh, John Hamm shows up and said, 100% 100% of domestic disputes that you see are just people <laughs> working out issues. That was a good joke. I was about yeah. to interrupt you to say the exact yeah. same thing. I like the ending as well. That's yeah. yeah. Best gag of the episode, I would say. Yeah. Well, the best gag of the episode is the B plot, but like as far as the A plot goes, yeah, that's the one part that like actually worked. John Hamm yeah, is really good at making like misogyny sound classy. <laughs> yeah, no. That uh that ending brought down the basement at my house. So it um it's a really I good mean, line but the rest of the episode it, it's yeah. a good line especially because it's out, like had it come from family guy i don't know that we would be praising it as much because it, it is more out of nowhere for american dad than like most of the jokes that they have made i mean i mean it is it is a departure in a way that like it is not for the you know kind of the shows that lean on the darker humor as like as much as some of Seth MacFarlane's other shows. Hmm. I wanted to say, I actually, I don't know if this is controversial. I actually think I liked the B-plot with the boy band, even though it's really oh, yeah, well-trod ground. I liked the, the song yeah. they did. That was the funniest I the part song of the too. episode for me. I like yeah. the ending joke I liked where the, there's a boy band that just has one more member and rather than get two more members, he yeah. just kills himself. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, the whole thing has like, the the whole B-plot has kind of the consistency of like a mid-tier SNL sketch like in, in the golden years. Like I, there's nothing there, but like it is entertaining enough and the song is legitimately very catchy. I, the only issue, and the character of the pathetic uncle is also just like it just works, right? Yeah. It, it, this is the first American Dad episode that really like tries to draw upon the power of uncle nephew energy. <laughs> the only big problem I have with the B plot is that I think both South Park and The Simpsons got to this like ten years earlier and did it a right. little better. It does feel weird to do a boy band joke in like 2013. Yeah. Yeah. I guess this is when like One Direction and like three thousand British bands named like JQL are all getting popular. Right. Yeah. Thirteen Summers of London or whatever. Yeah, but they're still doing like the '90s boy band aesthetic. Like they they have a parody of uh that Backstreet Boys video where they're all dressed like Dracula. Like yeah. yeah. Can we just like because this is something that I've been on like a kick on since since ten o'clock this morning. Can we, like, just for a second observe the fact that, like, it's so crazy that America came, like, came up with the boy band trend, like, 20 years before it actually had, like, the, the, uh, social structures to actually, like, maintain itself, and in that time, every other fucking country in the world came up with their own version of boy band shit that, like, 
is flourishing because of social media. Like <laughs> England had One Direction and all their bands. There's the K-pop groups like J-pop. Blackpink and BTS. There's yeah, there's idol groups in Japan. Like and China we, we too just, is having a we, big. Uh... China has a huge market for that. Like we we got it before anyone, but it was just it came before anything that could sustain it. So it kind of like everyone just watching. It, it's like what the fuck is going on here? Yo, and we, but I'm... and because of that, we have been like ashamed of it for the past like our entire lifetime. Yo, but I'm sure those like funny. 1996 net rings and forums they had the best boy band discourse though you had to be there absolutely um, yeah. all right so do we want to move on to the next episode yeah sure uh, this is i think my episode why can't we be friends this episode is pretty funny uh both the a plot and the b plot i think are pretty good the the broad structure of it is that um dan doesn't want snot and steve to be friends anymore because he thinks snot's too lame but so Steve kidnaps Snot, and then Steve kidnaps Snot, and then realizes Snot's really cool. So Stan becomes best friends with Snot instead. He does and, it through uh, like a witness protection thing. Yeah, and yeah, uh, it's not—they're not like uncles by blood, but Stan has like a huge uncle in her gene. This, absolutely. In this uh, episode, we yeah. all got that one uncle that works for the CIA. We all—we <laughs> all have that one deep state uncle. <laughs> He brings you back kidnapped. the best treats. Getting kidnapped by my deep state uncle. <laughs> Y'all, I cannot wait to come out with an album with my uncle who destabilized Mozambique. <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, like, I think the initial, like, the, the A-plot is, I think, just, like, there's a lot of scenes in it that I like. I like how stupid the the, the rock band stuff Steve yeah, and Snot are doing at the beginning. Yeah. I like how like ridiculously gay and soy they are throughout the whole episode. But my favorite yeah. scene of the A-plot is uh, the scene where uh, Snot first invites Roger over for, for dinner because he made a casserole and he's like, she's in the apartment and they're just hanging Hang out. Yeah. And they're just being... Just, so stupid. It's it's just like a really nice like like sort of charming episode with some good jokes and, th- and that's how I want to pick yeah. it. My my favorite also, scene I, of the episode was when um it's it's just like in complete darkness. So they saved a lot of money, yeah. but like Stan and Snot are just like doing like middle school boy banter, like sleepover like sleepover style. talk. Yeah. Uh, are you even tired yet? No, I'm not tired at all. Do you think that girl likes me? Like I just I thought that was really cute. Yeah, that was. Great. I think I think my favorite scene of the episode was at the end where like Stan where where snot comes to their house and is like doing a air guitar performance and uh stan and steve are both looking out of their like respective windows and they're like stan's looking expectantly he's like who are you here for and snot's like i'm here for steve yeah. the way stan is like wait unless you're here for me that's fine but <laughs> yeah yeah we need to talk about the b plot though which is great weird <laughs> it's it's the it's the worst roger has ever been so far but it's so good so basically the plot is roger pays uh jeff fifty dollars to clean his attic and then when he walks home to it to Haley's room uh, he gets repeatedly more violently mugged by roger (laughs) yeah i love that yeah i mean i'm just utterly like we we use the phrase charming to describe american dad a lot but i'm charmed by like the balls it must have taken for a writer to like come in and it's like what if we made it like we made an entire episode about how like going through the smith's house is like walking through downtown detroit <laughs> like like it doesn't make sense it doesn't there's no context to it it it, it there's nothing about this b plot that contorts to reality but someone just came and was like what if we did this and everyone was like 
yeah, we let's do this. And they just, they made a whole B-plot about it. This is another kind of SNL-ish plot where it's like, it, you're not quite sure where it's going at first, but then the absurdity and like just the horror of it just keeps building up. Like it kind of reminds yeah. you of like one of the ones Adam McKay wrote, like as the neighborhood becomes continually worse. And then like uh, Jeff just like buys a gun and becomes a part of the violence because he finds no way out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I love, I love uh, the ending of this episode. The payoff is so great. And it, it, it's part of why one of the show's strengths is that unlike Family Guy, they don't tie a bow on episodes. They just like yeah. let things dangle as they Yeah, were none of them ending. had an ending. That's something I noticed. Yeah. And it is so great in this episode where it just ends with Roger just getting shot like a hundred times. And then... I mean, legitimately, it feels like, like the ending of a movie that a lesser Scorsese imitator would make. But it just takes place in like the hallway of this house in Langley Falls, Virginia. It's... <laughs> It, it's it's so weird and out there that like it kind of transcends like what it could be if they just put this plot in like an. I, I also like a, a lot of Roger's reactions to things. Like I like like in the first time where when Jeff blows like a whistle to like help, <laughs> Roger's just like, "Is that the comeback and kick me whistle?" Or at the, or in the <laughs> second time where he walks him home and yeah. and just immediately jumps out of the apartment. And like it's not just like the concept is good it's also like there's genuinely good material to it too that like makes it work mm. and again the ending of roger just fucking getting shot it's like yeah we need more of this please like i i like if you're gonna you're gonna amp up the roger being a, a horrible person you need to amp up his punishments yeah he got away with too much this season it was starting to piss me off yeah, it, it's a problem. It's getting to be a problem where they just make him like too diabolical, and then he's like, he's Mr. Mixapitalik or whatever. Yeah, he just yeah. wins. Yeah, but in some episodes like that becomes the joke, like the Ricky Spanish one. But a lot of the time, it's just like I hate this guy. I I want him off the screen. Get him away from me. <laughs> so yo, when... I, yo yo no cap. If I ever met Roger in real life, I'd come for his ass. Roger from American Dad ever put me in a self defense situation? <laughs> Would he ever put me in a self-defense situation where he was he was doing some gay shit to me, bro? I don't even know what I would do. I'm in report, report. I'm a I'm in a kinetic engagement style situation with a small dumpy man who tried to rape me in my hallway. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so, do we want to talk about um? Yeah, for black eyes only. So five seasons later, they are doing a parody of. Another James Bond parody, the Live and Let Die, I believe. That's yeah, I don't the, know the black fate, the black exploitation Roger Moore one. Um, yeah, well, they oh, have is, a little is bit there of an um, actual black exploitation yes. James Bond. It's also uh, no, ironically, one of the best James Bond movies just to watch, just because that movie is literally insane. There, there is like a a a twenty so minute boat chase that has nothing to do. There's like we the gadgets are the dumbest. James Bond jumps across crocodile pads like they're platforms in a video game. Uh, and also Yafet Kodo plays the villain and like he is giving maybe the best performance in any Bond movie like he is so good like it's it's sleazy and not great but it's it's such like watch Live and Let Die instead of this fucking episode let me tell you no I wanted to say yeah it's also got a little bit of uh, Honor Majesty's Secret Service yeah but this is a lot weaker than the previous one. The previous one was fantastic. This one, I don't know. It's got like a handful of good jokes. I love that the evil plan is just that he wants a beach house. 
Yeah. That's yeah. pretty funny. And it works. Which I, I don't, yeah, yeah, it works until it very soon, like, very quickly doesn't work. Um, yeah. I, this is something that I'd be interested for, like, the people who have watched James Bond to answer is, like, I could not tell the whole thing. Like, was there any actual basis for, like, the what if the villain was cheap thing? Or is it, like, because I don't think being cheap I is think that's supposed to be... People. I think it's just a bad black joke. joke. More than uh, a James Bond thing. Okay. I think Cause, that... Yeah, because it's one that's... I, I haven't seen much Bond. I've seen a lot of the early films. I did a Bond marathon with a friend, and, like, we got about halfway through them, and we just got burned out, so... Yeah. I, I mean, because it's one of those things where it's, like, there's so much in that episode that, like, revolves around, like, black stereotypes that for a second I was, like, is being, like, frugal a stereotype about black people? And, like, I don't think it is, like, at least enough to base, like, an entire yeah. you know, episode around. So I'm, like, I, I'm, I'm wondering why, why you guys think they came to that as, like, a character trait. I think or it's the combination of him villain. being both black and from Detroit, and like Detroit is like a you know a poor city or a cheap city or whatever. Yeah, it, it barely Maybe. makes sense, but I I do think it just comes from stereotypes, basically. I think a lot of the individual scenes in this episode are mostly fine. Like I like the scene with like the Roger clones. I like the scene where like Stan goes back. I like the flashbacks joke, but it's like none of it really connects super well. It's just kind of like like this feels like oh yeah here's here's a sequel we're doing five years like three seasons too late come on man yeah. this is the one that felt the longest for me it yeah. just seemed to drag on and on yeah yeah because there's a lot of plot also months ago someone on the Discord said that this episode had one of the best joke setups they've ever seen and I was watching through the whole thing like I wonder what they were referring to like because I the the closest I got was like maybe the scene in the beginning with like the the flashback jokes with you know between Stan and Avery oh yeah um, the flashback jokes but, are which, good but yeah it's I, funny like it, it's it's at least like they it's about out there but like I legitimately do not know what they were re referencing so like if that person like wants to clarify it in the discord when this comes out i would love to like yeah go back and like recontextualize my watch of that with like the joke you were talking about i also yeah, like how like at the end stan fails to save the day and like half of america is just underwater or no he actually causes the problem because he just yeah. like unplugs it to like f to kill principal lewis's character <laughs> he just unplugs it to flood the house it's just like yeah you just like straight up killed like the world <laughs> <laughs> yeah you've you've cre you created water world no no it's it's one of the weaker episodes this season and it uh they're not having as much fun like the first the first james bond episode you feel like you're they're getting some freedom by doing this whole like parody and not really being tied down to the characters where this one it just feels like obligation it's the yeah. same problem with them bringing yeah. back Stelio Cantos this season. They're just kind of oh, like God. trying to play the hits. We're not, I don't was that like a callback? I was so, so confused about who that was. He was a character introduced in the best episode of season six. They used him once and then they brought him back. And the bring him back episode is so lame. It sucks. Like, it, Well, the, the, whole, the whole thing about that episode is like, yeah, it revolves around... Uh, this is for Rob's edification, I think our listeners mostly know. But yeah, it's like Stan is trying to toughen Steve up. So he like becomes his school bully. And, you know, Steve's like, oh, I'm sure I can figure out a way around this, like without, you know, getting having to toughen up. Uh, so he pays Stan's old school bully to basically like come in and kick his ass. And the whole thing is like, he's just a silent Greek, like a silent, huge Greek guy who just like beats up Stan to the soundtrack of just his own name. And it's like, it's a very, it, it's funny. It's, we, we 
heaped tons and tons of praise on it because like it's just such a great scene like the action in it the whole like it's just silent and it's just it's it, it's like a beautiful little oasis of a moment and then they come back and it's like it seems like yeah just out of like fan service necessity they're like what if we made a whole episode that like completely took that joke spit on it shit on it took everything that was cool about that joke dissected it and like tried to shape it back together like like a mad scientist trying to create you know trying trying to reanimate his dead wife and it's it's just yeah it 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 retroactively ruins that joke because you're like well they're going to take it into like this thing that stomps on a part of the show that legitimately like made it put it heads and shoulders above everything that i love also fuck at roger the time it's also fuck yeah. Roger in that episode. I will say though, I do like it's the, so the uh, I don't get I his do plan. like the A plot with Avery. I think that ep- that A plot is like it's, not, yeah. it's fine. But it's the B but plot. I'm talking like, I'm talking strictly about yeah, like the way that they bring Stelio Contos back. It's which like it, Patrick Stewart it, is it, having it a great feels time like, on the show. Yeah, I don't it feels like they didn't even realize like what made the original one good. Like which I, I don't think like yeah, the writer's room changed too too much. It, like by this season so it's it's insane to me like why they would not have caught that before it was too late with the ratings issue that we're talking about it it, it does yeah. feel like they're they're just trying to bring back what they know gets hits from people like yeah there's, there's right. a ton of fan service this season like a ton yeah. bringing back old characters um like you know stan's dad um there's a ton of a. Uh, I don't know. There's like callbacks to old plots and episodes and they're doing another James Bond episode. And this episode and really the whole season just has the air of really scrambling to make sure that they don't get on the chopping block like the Cleveland show. It's not a bad season, but it definitely shows. Also, uh, before we, we go any further and talk about our final episode, I just want to quickly shout out. I did not real. I forgot that the uh, the Lent episode was this season. I really like that episode. I think it's- that's a good episode. Yeah, I really like the play one. I think that was my favorite. Oh, the play one's so good. The play it's one's so good. I... And Patrick Stewart's great in it. Yeah, any yeah, episode I with Patrick kind... Stewart was improved. I would say. I was kind of like torn because like I think a lot of the criticisms they made about like bad theater were kind of hacky but like i will say it was very interesting to see like some of that you know fairy dust shine that we loved on like the early american dad where it's like they were willing to take a huge risk and like completely switch up the format of the thing uh to like serve a joke i i enjoyed seeing it i i don't know if it was like an amazing episode on its own merits but like i no, it's cool that they can still do shit like I that. enjoy it for what it is, but I guess I do agree with you in the sense of I'm glad it's a one-and-done thing. Like, I, like if they did, like, sure. a thing like that every season, that would be a lot less charming. So, anyway, final episode, The I Missing think. Kink. Okay. Uh, this, uh... I love the fate, like, Francine's face as she gets spanked. I think they animated it. Like, I, and I have, I complained earlier this week about, for, for Patreon listeners, uh, about, like, the, the state of how it's sad to watch, like, animation be mostly, like, paper doll rigging on, you know, and not, like, not much expressiveness outside of, like, the actual physical pose of the shit. The way that they animate Francine, like, getting spanked is, I think, pitch perfect. Yeah, just um, her being, yeah. like, extremely like the little, horny. The, little the lip light, bite yeah. is great, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I, I chose this episode because this whole season of American Dad, this right. is one of the horniest seasons of TV I have ever seen in my life. This and is, this is and this is the horniest. This is the horniest yeah. episode of the horniest season. Yeah, this this whole season has a 
it's kind of feral at points. Like, there's an episode with just that, like, evil redhead girl. Um, <laughs> she was so hot. I, I can't lie. Yeah. I'm sorry. She is way too much She's of a, a drawing, for but I show. know. Yeah, she is. She is. She's a dime. She's sure. a thought and a pog. Yeah. And they have that, like, shape-shifting alien in the Jeff episode that can just, like, become a pog on command. Yeah. Um, but this episode... I can do that. <laughs> yeah, I can also do that. But it, it, I can also do that, but it t- takes me two years and collectively, like, $500 for medication. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, this episode, oh, my God. Especially, like, the first half of this where it's just... Francine finding ways to get spanked. It's just it it yeah. it, it, it feels deviant. No primetime <laughs> show should have a gag with furries, I think. Yeah. They I mean they don't know how to handle it for sure. I will say while we're like on the topic though of Francine like looking for ways to get spanked, the basketball scene is maybe the best sequence in the season. Yes. Even even the way that they animate Steve like getting you know, getting haughty about the thing, like, is better than most of the animation that they've done for at least like the past three seasons. Like the little like how the, he casually tosses class the way he just yeah, he just like chucks Klaus off frame. The little like the little b boy walk with like his arm swinging. It's it's perfect. It's this is such a little gem of an episode. I love it. And the music number's pretty good. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's not my yeah. favorite this season, but it's it's solid. You know, again, like you've got like no, yeah, it's not the best. And again, it's I think the closest they get to like Seth MacFarlane levels of like uh uh like evil theater nerd shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, it's a fun episode. I will say, I think the stuff about Stan becoming a sex nerd, it's like a great idea in, it's a great idea, like, in concept, because sex nerds are some of, like, the easiest and funniest people to make fun of, but they, they don't know what to do with it, so they're just like, uh, what if there was an epic koala, uh, <laughs> having, yeah. uh, there, there was, uh, midgets and stuff, but, like. Yeah, yo, what if, what if this dude had, like, butt sex with a midget? That would be yeah. so funny. It's just but, Stefan shit. It's just a Stefan joke, honestly. Yeah. But <laughs> kind of. I, yeah. I, I, I will that say, is, though. That's, God, that's such a good point of comparison. I would not have even thought of that. But, yeah, it's exactly like, a, it's like, uh, it's like a later season Stefan joke. Well, one thing I didn't particularly like about this episode is I'm not a super big fan of the, the B-plot. I don't even remember what uh, it was. What was the that was the one where where Snot dates Haley. Oh and, yeah, and then uh, is like yeah, a jerk to her. I'm surprised you were even able to remember the episode. This episode had a B plot. I the image of Francine just biting her lip like that has just permanently destroyed my mind. It's, it's pretty great, but yeah, autism gonna be autism. You, you, your no, brain I, just stores shit. I and I think that it is at least like a good idea to touch on it. So I applaud Andy for that. Um, yeah, the, the snot dates Haley thing. I almost feel like this was like, they were like, listen, the rest of this episode is strong enough. We just need to kill like this kind of ongoing joke we've had with snot having a plot on Haley. So like no one ever tries to make it a thing again. Cause we are, cause it was never really that funny. And this, I mean, literally all this B plot serves to do is just make it so snot is no longer horny for it. Also like... weird that Haley is a groomer. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> that is true. I was, I also noticed that. I will say the best snot-related moment this entire season was when when Francine, like, flashes Steve in an earlier episode, and snot's just by the window just lurking. And just, I didn't catch that. It's just like, the bus is here. My, my big problem with the B-plot isn't it that it's bad, but I feel like... I feel like snot got off way too light for, for being such a piece of shit to Haley. Like, that, yeah. like... 
I don't know. It's such a. I mean, he's a dynamic. kid, and she's like an adult. So I didn't feel. That's I didn't fair. like hate him too much. But yeah. yeah, I guess that's fair. But this fucking grooming victim did not was not punished <laughs> enough by the plot. Yeah. Yeah, I guess you know what? Yeah, he wasn't. <laughs> Yo, if I were writing a TV show and it involved a fourteen-year-old getting molested by a grown woman, I would make sure he got fucking beat up at the end. <laughs> Uh, do we have anything else to add about this uh, season of TV? Not really. Oh. Um, I, I, I liked it a bit more than I think we let on during this episode. I, I would say this is a genuinely good season of American Dad. Yeah, it's it good. Yeah, I enjoyed watching it on the whole. I think it's hard sure. to glean our opinions on anything this episode since I'm pretty sure there's a gas leak in all of our houses right now. <laughs> yeah. But, you guys, uh, I, I really do have to thank you guys for subjecting me to this because it made me uh, more normal. <laughs> it made you stronger. Yeah. And again, this is also the best show. You could have been gotten a much worse fate when you come on this fucking show. Absolutely. I, I want to say the little behind-the-scenes trivia for the people listening. I remember uh, Rob was just talking to me. It's like, damn, so I'm just binging this whole season before we record. And I'm like, yeah. And then I just said, I do this every week. And he's like, just said, that explains a lot. <laughs> yeah, I understand for why you, Spencer's so evil now. Yeah. For you, the day that you watched 18 episodes of American Dad was the worst day of your life. For me, it was Tuesday. <laughs> Yeah, I, Spencer was born in this. He was molded by it. Uh, he didn't watch a non-Seth MacFarlane show until he was a man, yeah. you know? I think both yeah. friends of the show, uh, Seamus and Caleb, have just, like, been like, yo, this was a fucking, like... I think the last time Caleb on the sh- came on the show, we made him watch Cleveland Show. He, like, he had, yeah. like, sleep problems. Like, he yeah. couldn't fucking sleep because of just, like, having to watch so much of, of like, these Dude, garbage Dude, even 13-year-old shows. me thought the, Cleveland the Show shit, sucked. The shit that we subject ourselves to for the show is so bad that like one out of every three people we bring on gets haunted yeah <laughs> yeah you're you're gonna you're gonna see a ghoul in your room tonight i think, I think i'm, I'm haunted by francine's face face when she got spanked i'll tell you that yeah <laughs> i i think my favorite interaction with our guests was like a while ago spencer i don't know if you remember this when um we brought on zoe to do brickleberry and you oh like wrote this like long-winded apology to like zoe about like look I'm, this show is really really <laughs> bad and i'm sorry i had to watch it and she's like look it's fine i understand you know and then like the next day update it's not fine (laughs) (laughs) we should probably cut it off here uh rob do you have anything that you want to plug besides just your twitter uh no and i don't want you to follow my twitter so oh okay yeah don't don't follow rob we're not even going to put his twitter in the description i can do do Uh. if you want to but um i just want to i really want to thank you guys this was a lot of fun and uh, yeah. yeah this you are a very very fun person to have on it's and i'm sorry that this was such a disastrous episode to bring you on look i will sit I mean, through season um, five of cleveland show where it has a two dollar budget or whatever just to hang out with you guys again, okay right? cleveland okay. show only got he did not make seasons. a season five but yeah <laughs> all right guys all right. peace all right catch you later uh this has been those good old-fashioned values see you next time bye
No, yeah, I'm getting a cup of coffee. I'm just, I, I have my, co I, like, I have a pot brewed downstairs. I'm just gonna pour it. Okay. 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 So let me Rob, see if I got, Rob, got our the episodes episode. are usually like dumb, but like this, this, I feel like yeah. my brain is falling out of my ears. No, it's I, I I fully take responsibility. I it just like jumped from twenty degrees to fifty degrees here, so my allergies are like it, it basically like they were bad enough that I felt like I caught COVID. Look, I thought in the first half. half we were gonna have nothing to say, so at least saying stupid <laughs> shit is better than saying nothing. Yeah, oh, I'm having Rob, a good yeah. time. Rob, yeah. Also, just don't don't feel like you can't cut in or interrupt us. We we sure. We we're are bad. All we're re the I'm really bad. At it. We're, e we're, the, we're evil. Yeah. We're the most autistic people on the planet. So like, if you if you have to cut in, you just have to like jam yourself into the conversation sometimes. <laughs> so we're doing. Yeah. Can I be frank Got for it. you? Um, for black eyes only. The missing kink and why can't we be friends? Um, yeah. Want to just go in good. order? Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna go get my sure. coffee real quick. Yeah, again. go get okay. your go get your coffee. I'm gonna get a glass of water real quick. My throat's kinda dry. Okay. I might as well get up to use the bathroom, not if everyone else is. Yeah. You Hey. I think you're the first one back. Cool, cool. Yeah. I, I, I truly do apologize uh, that we got you on this app because uh, it's been a process and I think this is one where we're all kind of out of sorts and I, I feel bad because uh, you, you deserve to be on a very fun one, but I hope it's not like a, a big deal. Um, it's not. I mean, this is the first. Okay. This is the second podcast recording I've ever been to. Oh, yeah, what was the first? It was for Indie Heads Pod, but the audio was so fucked up they had to throw the whole episode away. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully that doesn't happen here. Before it wasn't great. We had to do that like twice, I think. Um, yeah. Yeah, I had no real expectations going to that. I just, I don't. I would just, if I'm quiet, it's just because I don't want to be seen as like the guy trying to do bits and flopping, you know, like the weak link or whatever. Yeah. We're pretty. Me, me, and Andy are pretty easy lappers. Uh, so I mean, not if you guys. You I'm worried to... about it's your audience. It's gonna be like, who the fuck right. is this guy? I, I mean, I, I am in the camp that if the people on the show laugh, the audience will laugh. Yeah. I don't think that it's. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Because yeah. if we, especially if we're not having a good time, then nobody's having a good time. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, it's one of those things where it's like laughing is a social activity before it's like an actual measurement of, you know, what, whatever pure uh, uh, yeah. metric of humor that you think a joke. Like, the, the point of laughing is to, like, build a solidarity with, with your, like, the, the people around you. Like, and, uh, like, I think to, on a biological level. So, like, if they, if people listening to this hear laughing, I think they are more inclined to think, like, oh, you know, I also enjoy this than if they just hear people, like, steadily doing bits that objectively might be the best bits ever made you Ty, know? that's a great point but i just have to say yeah, you, yeah. you explain that in the most autistic way possible <laughs> i i usually am good at tempering it but seeing as i've been asleep for like i've no, literally I'm been I'm sleeping beauty you. for half the week i mean include I mean, that in the intro get yeah. me canceled 
This is the point of I'll the podcast. I'll include this at the end. To be autistic. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we ready to, to, yeah. to get started? Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, let's yeah. hit. Yeah. All right. 